All right, Rabotai, Parashat Vayelech. What can he be talking about? Oh, Kippur. Amru hachamim zechulam revdaka mitzvah le'echol be'erev yom kippurim. Whoever doesn't fulfill this mitzvah really should go to Gehinnam. There's a mitzvah to eat on Erev Kippur. Where do you find a Torah that uh, uh, gives you reward for doing something that you should be wanting doing anyway? So therefore, mitzvah le'echol be'erev yom kippur. Harbot b'se'udah. And you should have a lot of se'udot on Erev Kippur. V'katwa mekubbalim she'sarich le'echol shi'ul shnei yamim. Wow, you should try to eat intake what you would normally eat two days. So two days of uh, eating in one day. I mean, if a guy could, uh, could do it, not everybody can stomach it. I guess really you're supposed to eat on Yom Kippur. Technically, because it's a holiday. But we have a catch-27. You can't eat because it's a fast day. So we have, we have a contradictory thing. So therefore, you make up the eating on Kippur on so if you come to our Sauda that we have uh, customarily on Erev Kippur in the shul, you'll see that part of the Sauda, the main entree is fish. Because the Benish Chai says, it's Mitzvah to have fish on Erev Kippur. And uh, my custom used to be, before we used to have the Sauda in the shul, I used to go to the bagel hole every Eid of Kippur. I used to stand on line, a line outside the door, and I like to buy uh, fish. So my, I tell my wife, what type of fish should I buy? I don't go to the store usually. No, white fish. White fish is good for the breakfast. White fish, beautiful. Everybody online, all the J's in front of me, they're ordering chubs. Chubs, 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 chubs. You know what's an item? Chubs, what's an item? Every, every guy, 20 guys in a row. So I tell the J, I said, give me half a pound of white fish and throw in some chubs also. She said, That's chubs. Chubs is white fish. Yiddish, chubs is white fish. Okay. I made myself a hacham. <laughs> Preferably, according to the Arizal, you should do a chicken. And preferably, it should be Erev Kippur early in the morning. We had Zichut for many years that Rabbi Jamal al Shalom used to come with his truck of chickens. 4.30 in the morning in the shul on Erev Kippur, and everybody was there ready, and he was swinging them, and Today, the Khalifa boys are doing it, but they're doing it on 3rd Avenue, so it's a little out of the way, and they, I, they don't make house calls. I call them up, and they're not willing to come to the shul, uh, you know, because it's just, it just can't, can't do it. But the way they want you to do the kaparot, whether you do it with chickens or you do it with money, to swing it around your head, and you say in the following order, Zehalifati, Timurati, Kaparati. The Benish, I want you to have the Rashid Timur, Hatach. Halifati, Timurati, Kaparati, because it's one of the shemot of the Parnassah, and it's also a shem kadosh of Chotech Hayim Necholhai, that God cuts life to all, uh, to all living, which is the Sofet Timurah Poteah Et Yadecha. Poteah Et Yadecha is also Hatach. Vehu Yotzeh Sofet Timurah Poteah Et Yadecha, Vedenekeva Yomar, if you're doing it for a female, so you say Halifatech, Timuratech, Kaparatech. If using a chicken, the covenant is whatever's happening to the chicken should have happened to the person. 
So they slaughter the chicken, that's shechita, and they burn the feathers off, that's serifa, and they throw it on the ground, that's a sekila, and when they're holding the neck, it's henek. So they're doing all the four mitot medin. Now, that's the benefit of doing it on the, on the bird. It's also sweetening the judgments, the shaita. The best time for kaparot with the chicken is mashmorit, early in the morning. Before alot. There's so many people in Baghdad that want to do kaparot, you couldn't uh, satisfy all the customers at that small window of time. So they would start doing it from the beginning of the night. Could you imagine that in Baghdad that 30 shohatim running around slaughtering the, uh, the kaparot. And it doesn't even, it can't even finish. It takes until about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning to them to finish. Listen, even though it's not being done, you know, at the right time, we pray that God should accept it. Nonetheless, we have no choice. Now, if you have a balabayit that comes to the house, like he makes a house call, like we said, you should check the knife first. Now, if you don't know what you're checking, so then, no purpose to check it. But if you know what you're doing, you want to make sure that the knife has no piggy boat, no nicks. So the custom is, the shuhayt gives it to the balabai, and he runs his nail, you know, up and down the knife just to make sure that it's, uh, that it's smooth. Uh, and you have to check it before the shuhayta and after the shuhayta. That's really the halakha. To make it smooth. It's sure, it's very sharp. But it has to be smooth. It's smooth. There's no nicks. So he runs his finger across, and then after shahita, the custom is also to, to check it. Because maybe something during the shahita made it, uh, made it pasu. And then it says, And then to prepare dirt. Because part of the mitzvah is to cover the blood. <coughs> so therefore they take dirt and they prepare it for the mitzvah of biyado. Which means, there's so many birds, let everybody in the family make the beracha. So therefore, everybody will share the, uh, share the beracha. Okay. Next one. Dalit. Besaudat ha-mafseket. There you go. Our customers, we dip the the bread into salt up until Seudat HaMafseket, including Seudat HaMafseket. And of course, the Mekubalim always dip it in salt. So it's three times salt, and then some sugar, and then we give it out. Actually, need salt also. So therefore, you got both, both items, salt and sugar, the two most unhealthy uh, items. But we dip uh, salt and sugar, and spiritually helps. At the end of uh, in the Ashkenazim, after Seudat Mavsek, they say Shira Maalot, the Ishtam the Minhag, Minhag Tipo, Eidenu Lomar Mizmol, the Toda Besharit, Kibinan Hasidim in Bet El. That's the custom in Sharit. Some, you'll see in the Mazor, some of the Mazim have Mizmol, the Toda, some don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I think Begin Abraham, 
doesn't have no. it, and maybe Shalom Yerushalayim has it. Well, for uh, Shana, oh, let's say. For Shana, some had it and some didn't have it. No. But, uh, you know, like, for example, I, I, had it. I had it. And my Sidu, the Mikubalim Sidu, didn't have it. But uh, you had it, actually, because you had it. At least you said it. Remember when yeah. I picked up on it, because Rabbi said, we, don't, we never say it on... Yeah, we don't say it on the holidays. Yeah, we don't say it. And here we're saying that on Kippur they say it. So. We always did. So that's what we always did. Averot shemen adam nechaverot. Enyo mekipurim mechaper anchi yifay sinu. All right. Well, Kippur is a cleansing, but not the sins between man and his fellow. Ba'alken kol adam salik lebakish mechidam mechaverot be'erim mekipurim. So you go to... The custom is, on Erev Kippur, that you go to the people that you didn't offend, and you tell them, Mechila, 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 and everybody says, Mechila, perfunctory. But the guys who you're really supposed to go to, nobody goes to, because you really don't want to give them Mechila, and you don't want to hear that from them. So that's, uh, you defeat the purpose just by calling your buddies, and say, you mohail me? Yeah, I'm mohail you. That's a shoo-in. You're calling the wrong people, Rabotai. It's, it's like... Um, it's defeating the purpose. Like we do in the shul over here, we announce before Kalidre, Rabotai, everybody forgive each other. So at least there'll be, you know, camaraderie amongst the members. Everybody will say, I forgive. So in heaven they'll say, look at these, the people are all united, they all forgave each other. We have to forgive them as well. He says, that's my, my custom in Baghdad. If you can, it's good to go to your parents, kiss their hands, Erev Kippur, before you go to synagogue, we bakish with mechila, and you also ask them for, forgive me, the gadol. Wow, look at this. And then he says, umi she'eno oseken, nekra Anybody that's lackadaisical of this is considered a sinner, and he's uh, belittling the respect of his parents. The im ben adam ha'verok ayav, uh, I mean, if you have to ask from, from friends, certainly to your parents. This especially, you know, with parents and kids, but if they work with their parents, you know, stuff like that. So stuff happens, and sometimes you argue, sometimes you say things, and uh, whatever. So, so, yeah, sure. Sure, 100%, 100%, 100%. The custom is they take three people to the grave if they offended him, and they ask Mechina. That's it. Well, I think he means a shote over here, meaning he's just not, not, not a real shote, but he's acting like a shote. And he didn't go ask for mechida. Him yitnu no mechida. Let the parents just say, oh, my kids are deadbeat, but nonetheless, mechida. Shimru b'fichem, anuchi mochel b'ni ploni. Al kol mahshachatali mechida gemura. Now, v'chen abal yitim mechida le'ishto. Let's go to your wife before the Eid. And uh, you should forgive each other for all the things like that. Right, she has to ask forgiveness for overspending. I should bizbizam. I make my wife do that every Friday, by the way. She has to come to me and say for overspending and all that. But then she reminds me it's her money. So if I, so if I that's right. I'm, 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 I'm busy fighting my wife that she has to apologize. That's why I'm she has to not buy it. Any student that the rabbi is in the city, from the rabbi before Kippur. Okay, that one we don't have so much because we don't call shit chickens. Really doesn't talk about mikveh for the men that often. It mentions it twice. He mentions it that Hayav Adam before the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, you should try to get to a mikveh. 
But in Yom Kippur halachot, he says, you should. This is something that, you're, you're, God willing, in this uh, edifice that we're in now, and downstairs, lower level, we have the most beautiful, magnificent, mikveh, two pools. Uh, it rivals, you know, some of the nicest hotels. It's a spa, has uh, showers and everything, so God willing, you know, um, once we get our CFO, we'll be able to fulfill these mitzvot in the synagogue itself. We go down and do the mitzvot. And he can't go to the mikveh. So remember last week we learned it already. He can't go to the mikveh, he said, take a shower. The 12 liters. And if you can't do that, then we said the netilat yadayim of the 40, the 40 times with the kavanot. He goes, go back to uh, what I said in Elchot Rosh Hashanah. Big one. Then Ishai have ladies to go to the mikveh Erev Kippur. Bishvil Ta'ara. Even betulot, even single aid. Not our custom, but uh, it is... Um, it is brought down. Uh, yeah, of, of girls that want to go. Yeah, he says. Even betulot, and they should be concerned about the hatzitzot. Cutting the nails, cutting the hair, and all that. Our custom is we don't let the ladies. Uh, we don't open the mikveh. Put it that way for the, for the ladies. If a lady has a mikveh in the house, I would take. Why not? You have a mikveh in your house. Go in, and if keep on. Yes. Yeah, it does. It does mean something. It's not a mikveh, but it means something. I, w- I would shut the filter first. Shut the filter so it's not maim zochali, and it counts as something. I saw big rabbis when we were in uh, Kiev, uh, when we went to see uh, Rabbi Nachman, and uh, we were with Rabbi Israeli, and uh, I came down to the lobby, and I see it's all wet. Where are you coming from? I jumped in the pool. I jumped in the pool. I jumped in the pool. So from there I learned that if there's no mikveh available, jump in the pool. It counts as, uh, counts as something. I, 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 I wouldn't tell the ladies to do anything because once you're going to start telling them they can take a shower instead of a mikveh, and then uh, when she has to go to the village, oh, the rabbi said, I can take a shower. All of a sudden, you say, I'm making it to that, you're dying 40 times. What are you doing over there? That's it. Too cold for me to go to the McVeigh. I'm, I'm done. So, don't do nothing. Better to do nothing. Sometimes less is, less, less is more. During COVID, the During COVID, yeah. Not even, yeah. During COVID, not even a shower. Just my uh, maharonim. <laughs> COVID is sketching around. Ladies have to go to McVeigh during COVID. Don't do it. Or palm. I'm looking at it because, because it's sakara. The, 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 uh, never is there a ted for a lady, at least, which has to make tevilah to do anything but a mikveh. Not a pool, not a shower, not 40. Anything else but a kosher, valid mikveh is playing with karet. You're, you're rolling, I mean, it's, a, it's Russian roulette, put it that way. Play, playing, with, playing with fire. Just more than one bullet. Yeah, more than one bullet. Exactly, more than one bullet. Hanashim madnikim shabbat. Okay, ladies light candles on Erev Kippur, and they make the berachal, adikneshim kippurim. Whether they make Shehayano or not, this will all depend if they're going to go to Shul or not. If they're going to go to Shul and they hear Shehayano in Shul, when we make the Shehayano before Kalidre, then already they hear it in Shul. If they're not planning on going to Shul, then they should make Shehayano at the uh, at the time of the Hadlaka. Uh, there's a big question, an old question: Why do we make Shehayano at the time of Neira? Uh, the simple interpretation, halakhically, is because it's a holiday, so we would be making Shehayano in the Kiddush. There's no kiddush, so we just make shehayano because every Eid has to have a shehayano. So that is the shehayano of the. It's not shehayano on Kanidre. It's not shehayano on the, on the night of Kippur. It's shehayano of the 
holiday itself, no different than we would do in Leil Sukkot and Leil Pesach, we make Shemayanu. It's just out of the Kiddush. But I heard one rabbi say that uh, one, one of the reasons why we make Shemayanu is that if you don't see a person for more than a year, when you see me have to make Shemayanu, and there's a lot of guys that don't come to shul only once a year. So you say, wow, the, for all the new guys that came to shul, they haven't seen us since last year. It's a good time to make Shemayanu. It's fine. Yes, sir. Uh, on Erev Kippur, they light candles. That is the custom. In, in, when I was young, in Shadeh uh, Sion, uh, they used to have a table yeah. uh, outside with all the your side candles. Yeah, and they light it. They do nishmat, uh, you know. The, all the kids playing with the wax. Ladies, yeah. Ladies. Yeah, la- we just said ladies light candles and make a berakha. Ladik ner. Oh, you're asking me menag halab. Menag halab was not the light candles. Thank you, Joe, for reminding me. That we didn't make this mistake. Uh, in a daily halacha, we once wrote to light candles like the Benish high, and then uh, somebody made it, brought it to my attention. If you look it up, you have the daily halacha in front of you? Check it up. Lighting candles on Yom Kippur. If I'm not mistaken, in halab, the ladies would light without a beracha. And if you look in the, the maybe even the, uh, uh, maybe the call Yaakov has it, I'm not sure, but no, no beracha. So if, again, if you have the descent from halab, no beracha. Wow. Really? Yeah. No, no, the no. they just light. They light without a beracha. Wow. Yeah. And our, friend, and our friends at the SCA confirmed that that is the, uh, that is the menage today. But they said it. They said you could take it to the bank. Uh, you know, sleep good. They said it. They agree with it. So therefore you're okay. Huh? Uh, I guess they, they were in the, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, the whole thing with the, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the lights, the tashmish, the whole thing? Could be. Yeah, yeah, I have it over there. Yom Kippur candlelight. Yom Kippur candlelight. That's daily halakha. Let's hear it. Lighting candles. There you go. The halakha requires lighting candles in honor of the Shabbat Yom Tov. This clarified a qualified Shulchan Aruch. The man, 263, however, Monad states that Yom Kippur is different and the custom is to light without a halakha. This issue is rooted in the Mahloka, Trishonim. Between between the Murahi, Murahi and the Rosh. The Rosh holds that candles should be lit as this prevents intimacy. One is not allowed yes, to have no. relations um, in the light. That's the question is why are you lighting the candles? Some say you're lighting the candles to prevent intimacy because you cannot have intimacy with, can, with light. So therefore, it's for that reason. Some say other you shouldn't light candles so you won't see your wife, so it won't lead to intimacy. So there's two. Two conflicting items. Is it better to have light in the house on Kippur or better to be in the dark? Yeah. Maran holds with a beracha. This, this is the opinion of Benishchai and the Kavahayim, as well as many other poskim, including the Rima, the Rabban Samun, and Kimigadim in the Hayada. However, other poskim such as Rabbi Chaim Falachi and the Hadash and Aruch Hashukhan hold that since there is a difference of opinion, the fake berachot lahakel. And therefore, one should not recite Berachah. It's amazing the Benish Haider didn't, didn't go with Safiq Berachah. This is a Menhag. The Tamil Bajah overrules this claim, saying that where there is an established custom, the principle of Safiq Berachah does not. Right. Tamil Bajah says the Menhag is to make the Berachah. Don't tell me Safiq Berachah. Indeed, most communities do have the custom to end light with a Berachah. The custom of Halab was specifically not to make a Berachah on the candles of Yom Kippur. There you go. Menhag Halab was not to make a Berachah on the Safiq Again, for all you uh, Halabiyah out there, go tell your wives to light. <laughs> in fact, half the city of Aleppo did not even light candles on Yom Kippur. Half the city didn't even light. 
So how do you like that? As testified by Ham Yitzhak Zafrani in his Derech Eretz. And Ham Yitzhak, the Kol Yaakov, weekdays, it also records the custom of Halab as not to recite the Menachah. No, I saw it if Yom Kippur falls on Shabbat, then you have to make whatever better. But that's, uh, that, that, that's something to, uh, you know, to mull around. I'll tell your friends that. All right, Rabotai. It is not a Berakha on the calendar day, but on the holy day itself. Therefore, if a woman attends Shul, she should recite it then. If not, she should recite it at home, either when lighting the candles, or praying Abid. Very good. Very so good. she lights the candles. Don't say Berachah on the candles. But just say Shayan at that point. Or she could say it in Abid whenever, whenever she wants. Exactly. <clears throat> I'll just tell you a hadush that I heard from... I don't want to make a mistake. I made last so week. Five, what time do we say Shayan? Five, 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 So okay. we're at ten two now. Yeah. So I'll just tell you one thing Chabaruk said. I'll have a shalom. Chabaruk used to say the Mahloket on the Teva of Noah. So there's a Mahlouk that says in the, in the Pasuk, Tzohar Ta'asir La Teva. That you have to make a Tzohar for the Teva. And the she brings two opinions, what is Tzohar? So some say it's a window. Tzohar is a window. And some say no, it was a precious stone that would, that would shine. So Chabaruk would say, what, what are they arguing on over here? What, 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 there has to be a deeper uh, 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 why one rabbi would say it's a window and one rabbi would say it's precious stones. So he explained it like this. Noah was forbidden to have relations on the Teva. And we're also forbidden to have relations on Yom Kippur. And we just said a mahloket, is it better to keep the lights on and therefore that will automatically deter a person from having relations in the light? Or is it better to keep the lights off and that will deter because he won't see his wife? So that was the mahlok between two rabbis on, on the teva. Because if you say it's a window, so therefore during the day it was, it was light, and during the, uh, uh, the night it was, uh, it, it was dark. So therefore you have over here, at night it was dark. So therefore Noah will not be able to see his wife if it's a window. And therefore that will deter him. But if you say it was a precious stone, at night it's light. That's the opinion that says it's better to have light at night in order that it'll... So the mahluk between the window and the stone is really a mahluk based on this halakha in Yom Kippurim. What's the better option in order to deter the person from having tashmik? Baruch Amen. 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 Amen.